Hello everyone. Today we would continue with part 2 of chapter 9. The most confidential knowledge. In the text 17 and 18, Lord Krishna says, I am the father of this universe. The mother. The support. and the grandsire i am the object of knowledge the purifier and the syllable om i am the rig the sama and the yajurvedas i am the goal the sustainer the master the witness the abode the refuge and the most dear friend i am the creation and the annihilation the basis of everything the resting place and the eternal seed o arjuna i give heat and i withhold and send forth the rain i am immortality and i am also death personified both spirit and matter are in me krishna by his different energies diffuses heat and light through the agency of electricity and the sun during the summer it is krishna who checks rain from falling from the sky and then during the rainy season he gives unceasing torrents of rain the energy which sustains us by prolonging the duration of our life is krishna and krishna meets us at the end as death by analyzing all these different energies of krishna one can ascertain that for krishna there is no distinction between matter and spirit or in other words he is both matter and spirit in the advanced stage of krishna consciousness one therefore makes no such distinctions he sees only krishna in everything since krishna is both matter and spirit the gigantic universal form comprising all material manifestations is also krishna those who study the vedas and drink the soma juice seeking the heavenly planets worship me indirectly purified of sinful reactions they take birth on the pious heavenly planet of indra where they enjoy godly delights when they have thus enjoyed vast heavenly sense pleasure and 
the results of their pious activities are exhausted they return to this mortal planet again thus those who seek sense enjoyment by adhering to the principles of the three vedas achieve only repeated birth and death but those who always worship me with exclusive devotion meditating on my transcendental form to them i carry what they lack and i preserve what they have persons who are engaged in the worship of demigods are not very intelligent although such worship is offered to me indirectly krishna says for example when a man pours water on the leaves and branches of a tree without pouring water on the root he does so without sufficient knowledge or without observing regulative principles similarly the process of rendering service to different parts of the body is to supply food to the stomach the demigods are so to speak different officers and directors in the government of the supreme lord one has to follow the lord made by the government not by the officers of the directors similarly everyone is to offer his worship to the supreme lord only this will automatically satisfy the different officers and directors of the lord the officers and directors are engaged as representatives of the government and to offer some bribe to the officers and directors is illegal in other words krishna does not approve the unnecessary worship of the demigods in the text 24 krishna says i am the only enjoyer and master of all sacrifices therefore those who do not recognize me my true transcendental nature fall down those who worship the demigods will take birth among the demigods those who worship the ancestors go to the ancestors those who worship ghosts and spirits will take birth among such beings and those who worship me will live with me for the intelligent person it is essential to be in krishna consciousness engaged in the transcendental loving service of the lord in order to achieve a permanent blissful abode for eternal happiness 
the process of achieving such a marvelous result is very easy and can be attempted even by the poorest of the poor without any kind of qualification the only qualification required in this connection is to be a pure devotee of the lord it does not matter what one is or where one is situated the process is so easy that even a leaf or a little water or fruit can be offered to the supreme lord in genuine love and the lord will be pleased to accept it no one therefore can be barred from krishna consciousness because it is so easy and universal who is such a fool that he does not want to be krishna conscious by the simple method and thus attain the highest perfectional life of eternity bliss and knowledge krishna wants only loving service and nothing more krishna accepts even a little flower from his pure devotee he does not want any kind of offering from a non devotee he is not in need of anything from anyone because he is self sufficient and yet he accepts the offering of his devotee in an exchange of love and affection to develop krishna consciousness is the highest perfection of life bhakti is mentioned twice in this verse in order to declare more emphatically that bhakti or devotional service is the only means to approach krishna no other condition such as becoming a brahmana a learned scholar a very rich man or a great philosopher can induce krishna to accept some offering without the basic principle of bhakti nothing can induce the lord to agree to accept anything from anyone bhakti is never casual the process is eternal it is direct action in service to the absolute whole one may question here that if krishna is equal to everyone and no one is a special friend then why does he take a special interest in the devotees who are always engaged in his transcendental service but this is not discrimination it is natural any man in this material world may be very charitably disposed yet he has special interest in his own children the lord claims that 
every living entity in whatever form is his son and so he provides everyone with a generous supply of the necessities of life he is just like a cloud which pours rain all over regardless of whether it falls on rock or land or water but for his devotees he gives specific attention such devotees are mentioned here they are always in krishna consciousness and therefore they are always transcendentally situated in krishna the very phrase krishna consciousness suggests that those who are in such consciousness are living transcendentalist situated in him the lord says here distinctly my they that means they are in me naturally as a result the lord is also in them this is reciprocal this also explains whoever surrenders unto me proportionately i take care of him this transcendental reciprocation exist because both the lord and the devotee are conscious when a diamond is set in a golden ring it looks very nice the gold is glorified and at the same time the diamond is glorified the lord and the living entity eternally glitter and when a living entity becomes inclined to the service of the supreme lord he looks like gold the lord is a diamond and so this combination is very nice living entities in a pure state are called devotees the supreme lord becomes the devotee of his devotees the example is often given that the lord is like a desire tree and whatever one wants from this desire tree the lord supplies but here the explanation is more complete the lord his ear stated to be partial to the devotees this is the manifestation of the lord's special mercy to the devotees the lord's reciprocation should not be considered to be under the law of karma it belongs to the transcendental situation in which the lord and his devotees function devotional service to the lord is not an activity of this material world it is part of the spiritual world where eternity bliss and knowledge predominate in the shrimad bhagavatam it is stated that if a person falls down but is wholeheartedly engaged in the transcendental service 
of the supreme lord the lord being situated within his heart purifies him and excuses him from the abomination therefore the process of devotional service is always a success on the other hand one should not misunderstand that a devotee in transcendental devotional service can act in all kinds of abominable ways this verse only refers to an accident due to the strong power of material connections devotional service is more or less a declaration of war against the illusory energy as long as one is not strong enough to fight the illusory energy there may be accidental fall downs but when one is strong enough he is no longer subjected to such fall downs as previously explained in the 7th chapter the lord says that one who is engaged in mischievous activities cannot become a devotee of the lord one who is not a devotee of the lord has no good qualification whatsoever the question remains then how can a person engaged in abominable activities either by accident or by intention be a pure devotee this question may justly be raised the miscreants as stated in the 7th chapter who never come to the devotional service of the lord have no good qualifications as is stated in the shrimad bhagavatam generally a devotee who is engaged in the nine kinds of devotional activities is engaged in the process of cleansing all material contaminations from the heart he puts the supreme personality of godhead within his heart and all sinful contaminations are naturally washed away continuous thinking of the supreme lord makes him pure by nature therefore the chanting of hare krishna hare krishna 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 hare 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 rama hare rama 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 hare hare should be continued without stoppage this will protect a devotee from all accidental fall downs he will thus remain perpetually free from all material contaminations in this material world there are classifications of people but after all this world is not a happy place for anyone it is clearly stated here anityam asukham lokam this world is temporary and full of miseries not habitable 
for any sane gentleman this world is declared by the supreme personality of godhead to be temporary and full of miseries some philosophers especially mayavadi philosophers say that this world is false but we can understand from bhagavad gita that the world is not false it is temporary there is difference between temporary and false the this world is temporary but there is another world which is eternal this world is miserable but the other world is eternal and blissful the devotional service of the supreme lord is the only process by which all problems of all classes of men can be solved everyone should therefore take to krishna consciousness and make his life perfect one who always engages in krishna consciousness should be understood to be a perfectly saintly person his accidental non devotional activities will diminish and he will soon be situated without any doubt in complete perfection the pure devotee has no actual chance to fall down because the supreme godhead personally takes care of his pure devotees therefore the intelligent person should take directly to the process of krishna consciousness and happily live in this material world he will eventually receive the supreme award of krishna thus we end the ninth chapter of shrimad bhagavad gita in the matter of the most confidential knowledge thank you